Welcome to the very first Technical Glitch Podcast. Hosted by Matthew, Scott and Rich. Covering everything gaming, tech and cyber related. Episode 1, Gaming During the Lockdown. Yes, welcome to the very first Technical Glitch Podcast, Episode 1, with... Me, Rich, and... Me, Scott. And obviously Matt as well. There we go. The three amigos riding the internet waves, discussing gaming, box sets, cybersecurity, YouTube, and any other useless news topics that come to our mind whilst dribbling. It's a bit of everything, really, isn't it? A little bit of everything, just to, to throw it all out into the ether and to be listened to by our five fans. Well, you've got to start somewhere. I don't know. I thought five fans was quite a few. Well, yeah. I thought we only had one. We're three of them. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. (laughs) In fairness, I'm not. I'm not actually following our own podcast. (laughs) Well, at at, at this point, neither am I. (laughs) But yeah, we'll we'll address that in due course. We might need to address that. (laughs) Indeed. But obviously, we, we wanted to kick off episode one with current topic of gaming whilst in lockdown. We can't go out, or we can, just not anywhere decent. Can't go to the pub. Can't Make go sure to the you're two cinema. feet apart. You've got to be two meters, Scott. You can't two be meters, two feet. Not two you, feet, you're, sorry. You're yeah. within my personal bubble if you're only two feet away. So two meters is uh, the required distance. So a lot of stuff is out at the moment, unless you're uh, a bit upper class and you've got your uh, golf membership. <laughs> and you can go on the golf course. I think they've lifted it on golf courses and um, tennis courts at the moment if they can ensure the, the two meters. So, um, but us cretins, we're we're uh, we're sticking with gaming. Gaming during lockdown, I feel, has been a big, big help to commun- keep connected to friends and um, also you two. So. Well, that's very nice of you to say, but it definitely has, because, I mean, eventually you do just all get sick of just looking at your phone and replying to texts, or, you know, just constantly hearing that annoying chime of your phone going off and replying to just nothing but texts and WhatsApp messages, so gaming kind of gives you that distraction, as well as the social side of it, where you get to actually communicate with another living person. Yes, this is true. And unlike anything else, when you are actually gaming, you have something new to report on. Whereas everyone else, what did you do today? Uh, nothing. But in gaming, oh, yeah, yeah, I've I done this. I've done this level. I tried this. Uh, I played multiplayer with X, Y, and Z. You know, so there is a little bit more to it. And you get the added entertainment of when someone's playing a creepy game and something pops out and makes them jump. You hear them scream down the mic and deafen you. Wow. So what, what scary game were you playing, Scott? Well, you know, Viva Pinata. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, I, I thought that was a bit too advanced for you, Scott. It was. I gave up after five minutes. Couldn't work out how to do it. I mean, what, I've enjoyed the old COD crew getting back together. Uh, some people I haven't played with in, well, almost a millennia, I swear. Um, back to when we first started playing together on the 360, uh, that, that everyone seems to be back on and playing Call of Duty, which is nice. I mean, I it lasted for about a few all... weeks. <laughs> yeah. I think the last time we were all online playing together, though, like any sort of game, whether it's Call of Duty, Gears of War, anything, was probably about 10 or 12 years ago. 
Yeah, long time ago. Anyway, it was a long time ago. It used to be Gears of War, wasn't it? And then Gears of War 2. Yeah, Gears is how we met Matt. It, yeah. That one yeah. fateful night. <laughs> one fateful night. Back when. Yeah, sorry. I think that was your birthday when we actually met in person, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yes. The pictures came up recently. I, I see them come up on Facebook today. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so that fateful night you came in, uh, well, yeah, down to Southampton to uh, the legendary Hobbit pub. Everyone knows it well. They so, certainly do if they're from Southampton. Yeah, I, I have you know that um, Gandalf himself, Sir Ian McKellen, has even visited the Hobbit pub. Oh, really? Oh, yes, yes. I didn't yeah. know that. Well, you do now. Yeah. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Indeed. So he came down. But I digress. We're supposed to be cheering up people with with uh, the thoughts of lockdown and gaming and how it's keeping us all together and socialising. Uh, me and one of my friends got in trouble on, I think it was Thursday, we, no, Tuesday. Tuesday we were doing a Zoom call, um, my wife and me and him and his wife, and we were both saying how you know gaming has allowed us to keep that social bond together. And the wives just looked at us and went... Any bloody excuse. Any bloody excuse. I'm like, no, excuse me. I get to talk to my friends whilst enjoying a game with them as well. Actively participating in some sort of social activity is welcomed at this time. Right, exactly. And playing a game with your friends while you're talking to them is kind of as close to social as you're going to get at the minute. Because, let's face it, a lot of the time, if you go out with and meet up with your friends, you are not literally just stood there just having a conversation with them which is basically what you're doing on a phone call. Whereas if you're playing a game, you're having a conversation with them, but you're also both doing something together. Even if it's a different game, you're both talking about the game. You're talking about how each other's lives are going, everything. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And, and I, you I, still I, have a beer with everyone as well. It, it is. It, it's, like a, it's, it's like a little bit of a social pub in your front room. You just don't get to see people or you see their digital self. I suppose, you know, depending on the game you're playing, if it's an RPG, uh, the character that they're representing or the operator they've created in COD or, uh, you know, Giz, uh, whichever character they're, they're, they're rocking. So Yeah, it gets, a, it gets a bit creepy on things like VR chat, though, with uh, people with full body tracking and all that. I, I don't want to know what you get up to in your private time, Matt. <laughs> well, you know. Yes, yes. I'm sure you've got some wonderful devices to hook up to VR. Matt's oh, definitely. One of those that runs around as one of the anime girls all day. <laughs> oh, no, that's an idea. I haven't tried that yet. Oh dear. That, that, that'll, that'll be next week's podcast. Next today, week's podcast. Matt is not joining us as he got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got got a few little notes to, to bring up that children playing games in lockdown is helping socially. My son, six, playing Fortnite with his friends, aged six and seven, and. Whilst they can't be at school, they can't go down to the park uh, and play with one another, they are getting that social connection that um, we're all missing. Um, and again, playing quite happily together with use of internet and video games. Yeah, I mean, at the minute, I'm not getting to see my kids as much as I want. So I've sorted out so that I can play some of their favourite games with them, like Minecraft and Animal Crossing. So even though I can't spend as much time with them as I'd like to, I can still do something that they really want to with them, which keeps them happy and keeps me happy. No, that that is that is good. I, I wonder how many other people are, are doing something like that. That is that's nice. Me and Zach play in the same house, and I, 
his friends will log in and I'll do like a daddy daycare on, on Fortnite. But I hadn't thought about other people in your position where the kids aren't with you. And then, yeah, you get to have that connection with them, be it digitally, but they still get to talk to you and play with you and have fun with you. So it distracts from, you know, that real real person being missing. Yeah, it kind of distracts from the reality of the situation. But then it gives them something to look forward to in the sense of, so if, say, for instance, if I jump into their Minecraft game, they're going to be excited to show me around and everything they've built. And, you know, I've already been warned by them not to break any of their stuff. So you've planted dynamite. No, I haven't even joined it yet. I only sorted this out with them uh, today. But straight away, I think it was my youngest that actually turned to me. She's only four. And she turned to me and said, you can come and see my town, but don't destroy any of my buildings. Okay, I won't. She knows you well, Scott. (laughs) That's, that's the issue. Let's not let some of the uh, kids or the people I work with on that server. They they set up a, a Minecraft server. They built a massive, great big like town and everything. Uh, apparently, the other day, when one of them logged in and somebody burnt the whole lockdown because they uh, had a bit of an argument with someone. <laughs> oh, digital revenge! I've blown up your town. <laughs> In fairness, it is so tempting to do that in Minecraft, and you kind of challenge yourself. Like, not the younger generation won't, but like anyone that's a bit older will look at it and go, "Right, how many TNT can I get in here before they notice me, or how few can I use to completely level this house?" Well, I, I, I've got to admit, I've never been one for uh, Minecraft, um, though I did use it to do maths homework with my stepson before. Thought it was a good way to um, actually get him to do something creative involving maps, which Minecraft lent itself to being square brick kind of layout. But in times like, like most kids don't enjoy going to school all of the time. They'll enjoy it a bit of the time. So now during these lockdown times, they're thinking, great, I've got no school. So as soon as you say, right, we're going to do some schoolwork, that's it, they instantly rebel. But if you say, right, we're going to do some schoolwork, but you're going to learn to do like maths or like you were saying in minecraft it keeps them entertained it keeps them occupied it will focus them more there's no real downside to it and at a time like this when you can't leave and go out your house and do the things you normally would with them and where you'd normally teach them outside of school it's the next best thing because it's going to keep them focused and keep them entertained at the same time so they're not going to get bored and trail off no exactly that exactly that is that's they get that hand-eye coordination that that problem solving technique yeah it does get the the senses fire so it is it is good for that and they, they do learn a lot i know that in in the states they do a lot of learning via video games not obviously things like call of duty or fortnite or anything like that but there is specific <laughs> educational video games which are designed for classroom i know that as a as a big thing but another saving grace which has aided us all getting back together and playing as as the old team is is crap cross platform play yay oh god but it's it's there i mean with with the obviously added downside that pc have a massive advantage over console people um it's it is good so we've been able to play with people who gone away from whatever console we're on and we're, we're still able to play together, be it on um, only a limited few games at this point in time. But it is definitely a step in the right direction and it's, it's again, helping people connect. Like, I think when we play Call of Duty, other than you, Scott, who has it on I, I, three different uh, platforms, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Bling, for example, he's only got it on the PlayStation. So he would be out 
out on his own, whereas everyone else is, was currently on Xbox. Yeah, it's definitely making it a lot easier to kind of bring people together and like, I mean, you don't have to do just like Warzone or something on Call of Duty, for instance. You've got so many other things that you can do on it. And like, even if you wanted to, you could just have a whole big private game, just you and your mates going muck around like we used to in when we'd sneak into a full lobby with just the eight of us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that 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 is good. Um, and that the cross-platform ability is, is aiding us to stay connected to people again at this time. I know, obviously, Call of Duty is not the only one who got things like Rocket League's doing it, but yeah. Well, there's um, been like uh, Gears of War, which uh, Scott and I have been playing online quite a bit. So I've been oh, playing away on the uh, console and he's been on the PC. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, that so, wasn't quite so, cross-play because I was yeah, playing on games for Windows. Yeah, so it was still a, it was still the same co-op game though. Yeah, but the difference is crossplay would let you play like PC, Xbox, and PlayStation all together. The only reason I jumped into your game on my PC is because the games for Windows is essentially Xbox on PC. Ah, yeah, fair enough. But it's essentially the Microsoft platform still. Yeah, that makes sense. But again, even even that a step is is good for people who may well be playing on PC and they, you know, one of their colleagues is not on PC, but they have an Xbox you can play with them that way. I was talking to a, co- a colleague yesterday. He's on PlayStation. I'm sorting out getting PlayStation this week so we can play with them. Again, helping uh, people who, who do feel a little bit cut off have fun. And even, I mean... Just going to, to slight detour from um, cross-platform, but last night I was able to run Jackbox Party um, on my laptop and then shared my screen via Zoom and had different households playing Jackbox Party because we could share the screen through Zoom. I've, I've been doing a similar thing with uh, the guys from work. We've been uh, using Discord and doing the same thing. Ah, right, yeah. Obviously, there are other platforms out there. It was just the one that we happened to use. <laughs> so you've got Skype, Teams, uh, Discord, uh, etc. So you, you can do the similar thing with the Xbox as well because you can just stream that over, um, say, Twitch or uh, well, Mixer. Well, you could use Twitch or Mixer, but there is a delay. So um, for Mixer, example, I think it's 30-second delay. So from what ha- is happening on the host screen to then what's happening on the other screen. Um, yeah, that, that is a bit of a, a, a downside. Yeah, whereas obviously something like Zoom, it's it's instant. There's lots of things to do in like there's lots of like digital things you can do now. Like, not just gaming con- on like consoles and things. Like now, even I, I spoke to you Matt about it a few nights ago. Um, you can do like there's loads and loads of online escape rooms. Yeah, uh, we done one last night. <laughs> you can have like unlimited people in them, and you can save it, go back to it. There's ones that you can't save it, so you'd have to write the clip. You know, all sorts. And at the minute, I think we've got like my entire family want to do it. My granddad wants to join us. Matt wants to do it. So there's plenty of us that want to do it. It's just a case of finding one we all want to do. Uh, There's a a free one on um, Steam at the moment. I I can't remember what it's called, but I'll I'll put the the details in the the show notes at the end. Um, But that looks pretty good. Um, That looks like it's cross-play between desktop players as well as uh, VR players. And I can safely say, because it's free, that is the one we all want to do. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to help people out this time. Not not everyone is is, is flush at the moment, so you know it's not not the cost of the games these days. It's well, that's it. You know, a, a new release is easily sixty quid. It's going to set you back. So I, you know, did wonder how this could impact game launches at this time as well, um, because obviously people don't have as much money, but equally uh, they need ways to entertain themselves and studios and publishers have been working on games for years to get them out on a specific date 
Um, otherwise, you'd see potentially studios and publishers go under because they need cash flow as well. Um, and this is how we got onto the launch of Final Fantasy VII when we were just discussing yesterday the the um, the remake. They actually bought it forward because they knew people were going into lockdown. Um, Scott, you know a little bit more about this. So they bought it forward, right? Yeah, so from what I'd read, they bought it uh, forward. So the people that had ordered the hard copies, I think most of them, if not all of them, got them about seven to ten days early um, from what I'd read. And then obviously the hard, the digital copies you couldn't, I don't think, were still available until the actual release date. I didn't honestly check. I waited until the release date that I was told, by, like everyone else, and then I downloaded it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, in times like this, where you know no one's ever seen anything like this before, so re- doing little things like releasing a game a little bit early just to keep people a bit entertained is a great idea. You know, just making these little tweaks to it, and it's not like the game. The game was not a letdown at all. I mean, when I first found out that it was going to be episodic, I was a bit like, "Great!" So yeah. I've just paid I sixty quid. Breath. I don't even get the whole game, and I was about to start complaining. But then I took the time to play the game, and I have played fifty, sixty hours of it, and I'm still not sick of it. And it is well worth the money. Well, there you go. So, you know, even if it was, let's say, it is 60 quid, you've played 60 hours, it's a pound an hour, That that's that's great value for money, entertainment-wise. You know, not that's every game going. is a 100-hour game, you know, so it's it's good. It's some of the games where you, you pay top whack and it's like a five-hour campaign you feel a little bit robbed by, but... <laughs> Sorry, what were we saying? No, that was... That was just a bit of a snide comment. I said Resident Evil 3, but I actually do quite enjoy that game as well. I can't lie. I mean, ah. after our conversation last night about Resident Evil 2, guess what I went and played? <laughs> did you play Resident Evil 2? I did. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? Yeah, it, 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 it's it's strange how all, all the classics, lit, which literally were the, the, the beacons of gaming when we were growing up, are now having to be remade because... You can't top some of them. Final Fantasy VII, Resident Evil series. What else is in the making? Um, uh, bah, 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 bah. Doom came back, and like, wow, that was great to see um, a, a shooter take that on and um, give us just that visceral um, carnage, which uh, you, you you get with Doom. That was a, a great remake. I'm struggling to think of others off the top of my head because we didn't plan this seg- segment. So, uh, <laughs> any other remakes which you think were hallmarks of our life? And which ones would you like to see be made from back in the day? I, well, I know I said things about Resident Evil 2 last night and I realise the way they've split the story up so each character sees a certain part of the story, which in one aspect irritates me, but in yeah. the other... I like the fact that you don't know what's going to happen all the time and that they've changed certain bits so you can't just be like... I mean, I've still got the original Resident Evil 2 PlayStation 1 disc somewhere around here. I've still got Resident Evil 2 on my PSP and still play it. So it's nice to go in a way to go from playing that to going to a remake and you go into it thinking, okay, yeah, I know the story. I know what's going to jump out, when it's going to jump out, blah, blah, blah. But I still want to play it because it looks amazing. You get five minutes into the game, you realise you're absolutely clueless, you don't know where anything's coming from or what's going on, and you just run for your life. Exactly, brilliant. That's, that's what you need. You, need, you, need you, you want the nostalgia, but it needs to be 
new and edgy. Um, and, you know, these remakes which are coming out are fantastic. I can only comment on the Resident Evils and the Dooms at the moment. I've not got my hands on Final Fantasy VII, though desperate. As I say, get my PlayStation this week. That would be the first thing. Or possibly VR. I don't know. Uh, you know. <laughs> that, that, that's if you can find any of the uh, VR headsets in stock. They seem to be out of stock everywhere at the moment. And oh, again, I think right. that's just people buying them all for well, because they're all it. stuck I mean, indoors. You know, pe- people may, may not gaming, but uh, when I go around my friends and play VR, oh my God, the workout you get uh, on like something like Beat Saber alone. Jeez. You're, you're sweating, your arms are getting a full work at the cardio. You, gaming can offer a lot um, at this time. The exercise, communication, that connectivity, um, creation, you know, with, with things such as Minecraft. And I don't, I don't know what the creative zone is like on Fortnite where you can, can do your own game modes and stuff. Obviously, Halo was a good one for doing uh, modded game modes, which you can create. So there's lots out there to get people playing and having fun and distracting from what is ultimately a pretty shit time in the world. Well, the next remake game that I'm looking forward to, or next remaster, whichever one it is, that I'm looking forward to, unless they announce something else in the meantime, is Destroy All Humans. Wow, oh God, is that, that, the, uh... is that being remade, is it? It is, and I cannot wait for it. I still play oh. the original two on my PlayStation 4 now. That, that's uh, the one with the aliens, isn't it? Yeah, I think I've only played yeah. the second one. Um, you know, the the old anal probe gun and the, the, <laughs> yeah. the cows. I, what, I can't remember what you done with the cows. Uh, I know they were they were a feet. <laughs> like this is like going back to memories of my childhood here. Uh, <laughs> but, the most important thing with the cows is that you could um, read their mind. Ah. Because moo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Ah. Well, that's that's good to know that, that that's been. Oh, you know what else I would like to see? Just off the top of my head, like either a Twisted Metal or Rock and Roll Racer. Okay, where are those games? Because those games yeah. were, were brilliant. Um, I know. I think Rock and Roll Racer. I think was first because that was like on the Nintendo. Like on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Absolutely loved that. And then you had Twisted Metal, which was PlayStation, I think. And then there was a an Outlaw kind of one. I can't remember what that was called. Vigilante 8, that's what it was called. That was also good. You know, the, those kind of death race kind of racing games where you have weapons. Where where, where are they at? The last good well, one, in games. fact. Blur. You ever played I'm Blur? Like the... No, I haven't. Uh, like so it would be a 360 or a PlayStation 2 game and just think that it's modern cars but with um, Mario-esque weaponry so homing missiles and uh, the laser kind of things to blow one another up and obviously speed versus armor on your vehicle but you and but it would be online 20 player it was carnage and it was such good fun like, I'm not a big racing uh, game fan, but that that game was awesome. They need to do a sequel to that. Well, what I really like about gaming at the minute is, like, the games that, like, we grew up with are kind of, like, they've become... So we look back on the game, like, like we're going back to Resident Evil again because it's just too popular to avoid. Um, and, you know, you get to a tricky part. You wouldn't know how to do it. 
now you go back to it years later and you're just like, how did I ever get stuck at this? But games like, um, I can't think of one now. Oh, uh, no, name's gone. There was a Helpful. racing one. Not really it racing. Let's see if we can guess it off the, off the <sighs> clues. You give us the clues, we'll see if we can guess the game. It was like a cartoony game, but you drove around in cars and you could pick up big, like, massive weapons. You get, like, an axe, a punching bag. Um, name's gone. But my the only thing that springs to mind is uh, Carmageddon, but I don't think it's that. No, Carmageddon was a little bit more less run over, like, zombies, I think, who would be littering the streets, right? And it was how much blood you could get, if I yeah. remember right. Uh, that was one that they had to change about the green for uh, sensitive. Uh, That's it. For uh, thingy reasons. But I love that games like that that I used to play are now like my son loves that game, and he like uses he'll play that, and it's kind of like an entry level game for them to start playing and getting used to this that faster pace, and then they move on to other games and will join you on other things, and the name of this game is going to really bug me now. Yeah. Well. Let's get researching so we can add that to the, the notes for people who, who who may have listened to this and gone, oh, that game sounds kind of cool. What is I, it? I'm already researching it, trying to find it. It's typing <laughs> away in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the name is like right on the tip of my tongue, and I had it just as I started talking about it. And as soon as the first word came out of my mouth, my brain was like, huh, you've forgotten what that is now. It's gone. It's out of there, buddy. Excellent. i tell you what, another game which... Uh, it's not so much a remake, but a sequel which I think everyone is crying out for and would go down awesomely at this particular time of year. Not only because we're all locked inside, so cooperative gameplay would be welcomed, but just to kind of um, to sum up actually what's going in society. Left for Dead 3, people. We need oh, that. Oh, God, yes. We need that. <laughs> we need, because this zombie apocalypse that we've got right now is lame. We don't have any zombies. Uh, and we and as we say, <laughs> that connectivity and that just fun gameplay, give us give us some love for Death 3. Um, I know there's, there's, there's talks of Valve having something in the pipeline, but we will see. If, if uh, Half-Life Alex is anything to go by, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Well, there's new Half-Life, isn't there? Is it this later this year or next year that comes out? Uh, it's, it's out already if you mean uh, Half-Life Alex. I don't know if I do mean that. When uh, that's the one that... Uh, oh, it's beginning of the month, beginning of last month, April. Uh, then maybe that is the one that... Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's, it's the one everyone's been waiting for. And have you got it? Have you... I haven't tried it yet, but I've seen uh, people playing it, and I know a few people have got it, and they absolutely love it. I see. The, the only downside is it's uh, VR only at the moment. What? Okay, okay. Well, we, I suppose you, some games are you know, made specifically for VR and that, that's good. But come on, what about the rest of us? I, I think in the Valve's case, they were showing off the Valve Index, which is obviously their flagship VR system at the moment. Yes, and they have sold one here. <laughs> sold? <laughs> for the man with bad memory. I want, so I... I never really played uh, Resident Evil 7 a lot. Um, I don't know why. I just, I mean, the story, the characters, everything was really good, but I think I was just overly disappointed that it wasn't so zombie-based like I was expecting from it. But I want to go back to it. But I want to go back to it in VR. Yeah, I mean, that that does look scary. It looks very scary in VR. Um, I, I know someone jumpy. got hold of it today, so I may be pinching it off her just so I can... 
you know, poo myself while I play it. Well, I said diapers at the ready, eh? Oh, definitely. If you sat on a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a metal image I didn't need. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it's ingrained now. It's ingrained, is there? Well, where, where, where's the mind bleach when you need it? Um, I'm sorry. Um, Love Island's been reality TV. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> it's cancelled. Don't worry. There is nothing for uh, the brain dead population at the moment. Um, let, let, let's not 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 people who who may like such things. But I don't understand it. I don't get it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Does not make any sense to me. I think that's because we must have brain cells. Oh, now, see, you don't <laughs> want to knock the potential two extra viewers or listeners, viewers, listeners. We may have had, but then they, they you, if they were the, if they were Love Island fans, we just lost them, Matt. See, <laughs> yep. Uh, I, 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 I doubled my our fan statement. base, and you've gone and just shotgunned it both barrels. Oops. Matt. Oops. Anyhow. But yeah, so if v- if you can't get hold of VR headsets at the moment, I've, I've been because I've been looking at co- second-hand consoles, admittedly, not not first-hand. But I want I wonder if there is a massive uptake in console sales at the moment, even though we're waiting for the next generation, which is due at the end of the year. Or, well, yeah, just I know someone that's just bought a PlayStation Four. And it took her a long time to find any place that had it in stock because literally everywhere she looked was going out of stock. I'd spoke to my neighbours. They said they were buying a PS4. You know, everywhere was going out of stock. Argos, same, everywhere, just all gone. Well, see? So, uh, well, I suppose that, that, in, that proves that in one aspect, some, some businesses are benefiting. Um, but, you know, not to say that it... it, it <laughs> I'm more concerned about that. If, as long as businesses are managing to survive at this point, that means that we are going to get new generation of consoles. Because if there is, if, if businesses, I'm not that it would happen because PlayStation, Microsoft, Nintendo, they, I think they're well established. But if them or studios were to fall away, we would potentially lose some great creative assets from their individual studios as well as publishers and other studios which are out there working on stuff which we're already looking forward to um so like cyberpunk that's supposed to be coming out well is it going to be coming out well yeah Yeah. will they do that early i wonder will they hold it back to launch on the next gen instead that's a good question so obviously it's been developed for current gen and it's going to be supported on current gen because you're not going to um isolate or alienate um people who aren't going to make the console jump straight away. So, would, would you hold off? I don't know. The next question is, what were you going to buy? The new uh, PlayStation or the new Xbox? Both. <laughs> <laughs> if money wasn't an object. Yeah. Um, see, that's, uh, that's that's a, a tough one. I have to make a decision nearer the time. I, I said make a decision nearer the time. I actually don't have an option due to work, but yeah. There we are. Well, just just get your work to get, get you one of them and then buy yourself the other one. Uh, no, that's unfortunately not how it works. But, yeah. well, in fairness, <laughs> I am going to buy the PS5 first. Like, I don't really play my Xbox anymore. I kind of only want it for the inevitable next Gears game, which I'm kind of skeptical about and expecting it to be a bit rubbish like the last two. But at the same time, I'm not. Let's face it, I'm not going to not buy it. I'm hoping the next one will be good because uh, they've got the the trap from Epic coming back, haven't they? The Cliff guy, I can't remember his name. 
But uh, apparently there's rumours of him trying to come back and, and get back into the story of it and that. Bring back the mode from Gears of War Judgment. I forget the name of the mode, but when you play as the Locust, then uh, you have to build up your cash flow to buy better Locust to fight against the Cog and it's whoever has the, I believe, fastest time to believe the Cog. God knows what that game mode is called. Overrun. Overrun, yes. Please bring that, like that. That's all I want from a Gears game at this point. Is bring that back. That was great multiplayer fun. I did literally just open another tab on my computer and just go Google that quickly. It's not like I can just remember this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. far too long since we played it. It wow. has. Yeah, it was out. Oh, about eight years ago, I want to say. Wait, what were we talking about? Gears Judgment. Yeah, uh, I think it was a bit later than that. When was because Zach seven this year, and it was before he was born. So that's where I'm making. Sorry, March nineteenth, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen, right? So it's already seven years. Do you know? I might even have to fire that up on the uh, Xbox a bit later on. I'll probably still be here scrolling through names of games till I find the name of that one I was looking for. <laughs> Inevitable, indeed. So, yes, gaming in lockdown. Big plus for keeping people together, keeping people sane, keeping friendship circles alive, and even work circles as well. People being able to yeah. social work. Families, such as yourself, Scott, able to play with the kids. Cousins being able to play together. Uh, yeah, all, all that is all happening thanks to um, some platform of gaming. Um, obviously, internet service is required, and there is a bit of a strain on internet at the moment. But, um, just, just a bit, just a bit. But it, it is having it, it, its time, I think, and I think people are appreciating that gaming is isn't um, like the brain sucker that TV was once demonised for. It is a tool which could be used in in a multiple multitude, sorry, of uh, different ways. Yeah, I think the Indeed. main problem is people think it's just like another thing to rot your brain on, but you can use it as a tool to teach, as long as you know what you're doing. Yeah. If you just go into it blindfolded, then yeah, of course you're not really going to understand what it is, but you could take pretty much any game you want, um, and you could use it, uh, obviously age-appropriate, as a tool to teach. You don't want to get me getting like... For instance, your six-year-old or my six-year-old and sticking them in front of Resident Evil? No. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not the way to go. Otherwise, um, yeah, we're, <laughs> if, if you're going to do that, yeah, you have to make sure it's a uh, VR version. I think I'm going to scream enough myself. Let alone if I, I'd never let them have a go. I'm going to be screaming enough myself. I won't be joining the next episode because I'm going to blow my brains out trying to find this damn name. <laughs> Yeah, well, things to look forward to in next episode will be uh, binge-worthy box sets during lockdown, um, more po- talk on game remakes where we actually do a little bit more research. Scott, that, that, that might um, be good. Yeah, uh, some some aspects of cybersecurity, uh, YouTubers and copyright, uh, some more picks of the week from us three, and any other useful slash useless news that we come across. But the main thing to look forward to in the next episode is I guarantee by then I would have found the name of this game. <laughs> That's it. Then there'll be a mass rush to uh, go purchase and <laughs> see what all the fuss was about. Um, uh, and that's when they realised it's actually not a really good game. <laughs> well, it's, it's a it's a really simple game. Like it, it would only keep you entertained for about an hour at most. But 
if you're playing it with your mates, you could end up just having endless fun with it. Okay, I feel this is similar ilk to like gang beasts and um, uh, moving out. I don't know if you've played that. It's the you know those little physics-based games which are really fun uh, to begin with. But yeah, it's, it's it's the same mechanics over again. But great fun when there's more more of you. That yeah, because then you can just go. You know, you can have a bit more fun just going a bit mad. Whereas uh, if you just play the game against like the AI and that, it does get a bit boring after a while. Again, you need, you need, is it online play, as you say, or is it so old that it's just local? No, local. Local. It is that How old. How play games? Unfortunately, not really, not going to get many sales at this point in time for couch base because you're not allowed <laughs> anyone on your couch. <laughs> well, hopefully that'll be changing soon with a bit of luck. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go into the ins and outs and what what is going on. I've been talking to friends in America uh, about what's going on over there. Um, yeah, if we start and, talking yeah. about the lockdown now, we're going to be here for at least another two hours because I've got so many comments and opinions. <laughs> That's it, and we will lose our trusted four viewers. <laughs> listeners, listeners, no one is viewing us. <laughs> I'm going to have to have the uh, censorship button ready. <laughs> so, yeah, is... is, is, is um, is that a wrap for episode one, boys? Is that what we're saying? We'll go uh, I think it might well re- be. Research for uh, episode two. Have a bit more uh, to go on. And uh, get get episode one out there to the fans and see what they they want us to include in episode two. Yeah, there's obviously be open suggestions. Um, there, there should be a contact form on the Anchor FM site. Wonderful. Excellent yeah. So any suggestions we get, we can take those, go from there, add those in. And add our own bit of useless news as well. Indeed. In fact, I think you can even leave voice messages that we can play back on it as well. No, that could be interesting. Oh, that, that could be... A <laughs> <laughs> can of worms right there! <laughs> I think we might want to uh, preview them first. Uh, yeah, well... Yeah. Still a can of worms, I feel. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, well, so yeah, so thank you for... Tuning in, if you will, to uh, the first podcast of the technical glitch. Um, it's been Rich, Matt, and Scott entertaining you for, or partially entertaining you, possibly for a half hour or so, forty minutes. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. A bit of rubbish. Uh, more rubbish incoming. Same time. Indeed. Uh, when we work out a time when we're launching stuff. <laughs> That's very true. Hopefully, it'll be in the next week or so. Wonderful. Well, stuff. that sounds good to me. Excellent, guys. Yeah, no well, thanks everyone, and we'll catch you all later. Take care. Bye bye. You've got to stop recording, man. <laughs> <laughs>